Thank you for listening to Life in Motion podcast. I hope this episode was very helpful for you. And again, if you are in any sort of distress, please use one of the helplines or one of the websites that we left listed below in our description. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok. And of course, on all podcast platforms. Bye. So welcome to another episode of Life Emotion Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about trauma, how it has affected us, how it has shaped us, and how it has helped us to become who we are. So who would like to start? I think the first question we're going to start with is what is trauma? How would you define trauma? Well, the Google definition says it is distressing or disturbing experiences. Yeah, but I think trauma is just one of those things, like I was telling you guys earlier. There's a quote that says, everybody that you meet is traumatized. Everyone has experienced trauma in some way, shape, or form. That's why it's important to be kind, because every single person on this planet has been traumatized in one way or the other. Yes. And I think sometimes we define trauma as the big things, like you were in the military and you were killing people, you saw war. But this, it goes far, it could be something as maybe you walked in on your parents doing the do. (laughs) No, I've heard a lot of people talk about this and they sound traumatized, honey. Or, you know, yeah, or you saw something that you didn't, shouldn't have quite seen. Or, Mm. um, yeah, it comes in all shapes and forms. So it's not necessarily the big things. I was in a car crash. That's very traumatizing. But Mm -hmm. it could also be the little things of maybe some very unkind experience, bullying, people that Mm. are bullied in school Mm. can be so traumatizing and it can have such a huge impact on your life. I think when we think of trauma, we need to think of a wider variety. It's not always the, oh my God, you know, the obvious ones. It could be in the little things too. Trauma is such a touchy, such a touchy subject. Um, but even with what you just talked about, I think too, like it's it's important that we don't rush people through their process. Sometimes, like when people go through certain things, if if we don't consider it to be a big thing, like you would have, would have described, if we don't consider it to be something that they should be having such a strong emotional reaction to, it's very tempting to say, well, you know. You should be over this. You should get over this. Just get over it. Just get over it. But everybody can't just get over something. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times the people who are like, just get over it, probably haven't taken time to pause themselves and try to sort through their own traumatic experiences. Because like you said, everybody has been traumatized in some way. It's just, Mm -hmm. it just like, how do you deal with that trauma? Do you stuff it down and never address it? Or... Do you take a look at it and go, okay, this situation really hurt me, really triggered me. Um, How do I move from here? Do you ask questions of that event or of that situation? So yeah, Mm -hmm. you can't rush people through their process. Everybody Mm -hmm. has to heal um, and everybody heals differently and in their own time. And I'm not talking about the people who repeatedly go back to, you know, certain things or repeatedly, or who, who aren't trying to change, right? Who aren't trying to deal, who aren't trying to deal with the trauma. Um, but those people who are really, really actively trying to deal with their trauma, 
it's important that we give them the time and the space to deal with it in the way they think is best. Um, trauma is very subjective, right? So what can be traumatic to one person is not necessarily mm-hmm. traumatic to one person. And sometimes also they tends to be like a judgy attitude towards like, why are you not just handling this thing? Like so-and-so handle this trauma, but trauma affects people differently. Right. And also, I think also it depends at which stage that you've experienced the trauma. So like a child experiencing mm-hmm. trauma is different from an adult. Do you remember yeah. Lorenz, Lorenz, the study from Lorenz when you did psychology, where the imprinting study? And how there's vital years in your life and those years, whatever happens, it sticks. Mm-hmm. He was able yeah. to get baby baby chicks. He's human. Mm. They imprinted on him and he became their male caregiver, like yeah. role caregiver parent, basically. Mm-hmm. And it just highlights that study. There's been so many psychological studies around that. And it just highlights how certain um, ages or certain points in your life, some of the damage that can be done cannot be reversed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. And like how Charlotte is saying, trauma is not a one shoe fits all sizes sort of thing. We all have mm-hmm. our sizes. We all have what traumatizes us and um, mm-hmm. things like that. There's a lot of people who have certain things that they're traumatized about, but they don't even know. A lot of people have certain traumas mm-hmm. that they don't know. It gets triggered or brought up at some point. And have you noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we block a lot of memory out. You could have gone through something very traumatic to you mm. and you will not remember. The one day suddenly the memory pops up and you're like, where has this memory been my whole life? It's a trauma response mm. of blocking memory out. So mm-hmm. everyone handles trauma differently. You could even be walking with something that really traumatized you. I don't mm-hmm. even know, or you don't even remember. Then something will suddenly yeah. happen and it's triggered and you're like, whoa, I didn't even know that was there. Mm-hmm. So it could also yeah. be an ongoing process. It's not always something that's at the back of your mind. Mm. Or sometimes it's there, it's showing signs to the people around you. Mm. You don't even know. Yeah, I remember one time I was sitting down listening to this instrument. I don't know if y'all know the song It Is Well by um, Bethel Church, right? Mm-hmm. So I was sitting down just listening to the instrumental in the background. And it was kind of a like one of those one hour loops on YouTube. So it was just playing and playing and playing. And literally I had it kind of on like background noise because it just came on after a song that I was listening to on YouTube. So it came on and it's playing and I'm not even really paying attention to the song. But all of a sudden I start crying and I'm like, it's, it's amazing how you could be carrying things and certain things in your environment could be affecting you, but you don't even realize that it's affecting you because you're so, you're just going, mm-hmm. you're just going, you're just going, you're just going, you still have to go to work. You still have certain responsibilities. So you're just going, just going, just going and not taking the time to pause and really, really try to think about there's a lot going on in my world at the moment. How is this affecting me? And mm-hmm. how, should I re- how should I respond to these things that are going on in my life? You don't, and um, that's why it's so important to be intentional with taking those pauses to care for your heart. Like, take care of the heart. Take care of the heart because so much, like the Bible says, the issues of life flow from it. And it's the truth. We just have to take more moments to tend to our heart. To tend to the matters of our heart and what's going on. 
you can be triggered by different things. That's another huge part of trauma. Mm. Something like mm-hmm. food can suddenly take you back somewhere. That's how the memory works. It works with things around you, the environmental triggers. It could be food. It could be sound. Mm. It could be yeah. a word that someone says that suddenly you're just like, whoa, you know, mm. you're seeing red. So, and it's also very good to be kind to yourself in those times. Sometimes when you're reacting a certain way to something, people just don't get it. Like mm. I was telling you guys last time, my boundary is don't show up at my door. I've been stalked. Mm-hmm. Don't show up at my door. You're giving me bad memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't show up. Don't show up at my door. Ask me first. Don't just show up. And that's a trigger for me because I've been stalked. Mm-hmm. So mm. I take it very seriously. I don't care how much I love you. I will see red. <laughs> it's also good to be aware of those things and things that trigger you. It mm. could be. So be kind to yourself too. Though. Sometimes when people react the same way, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it means a lot to them. So let yeah. them express themselves. So be mm-hmm. kind to yourself and be willing to express yourself however it is you need to. It's you that you're carrying the load. It's not the next person. I thought about the journaling thing as well, right? So sometimes when you go through things, you can actually go back to the pages and see, have I actually dealt with this thing? Because yeah. I, I think I was listening to, I think it was T.D. Jakes who said, like, focus on when you go through trauma, focus on surviving the trauma. Because sometimes you mm-hmm. might want to look for reasons. Why is this happening to me? And so that is tough to deal with. Trying to survive is actually the, the best thing to do. Because at the end of the day, it's like uh, some things you figure them out when you're out of that situation. It's good to learn your triggers. Um, and also think about what you would also say to people. Like, okay, please don't say this thing because this reminds me of A, B, C, D. I remember when I yeah. used to part of the princess trust there's a girl who she just didn't want anyone just stood behind her like if she just stand behind her she that would trigger like a, a a memory and i think she was stalked as well and she so she she has a fear of of anybody mm-hmm. just stand uh behind her so you could be doing something else maybe get doing a cup of coffee but if you're behind her that kind of triggers a, a, a traumatic memory for her i um, hate that as well it's, it's a trigger for me as well. Don't stand behind me. Don't creep in on me. You know, people that just want to go boo. You want mm-hmm. me to die? My heart is going to jump out my chest. Now that you've killed me, are you happy? That's my take <laughs> on that. When Nisha, you were introducing the, the episode and you were talking about like, we'll talk about our traumas. I'm thinking, what did I go through when I was a kid? I was bullied. Like, a lot and I don't know why my brain would actually forget something like that because it went on for the longest time and it was you know it was the worst years of my life when I was in boarding school every day I would be bullied by the whole class and it's like how can I forget so you're right the brain has a way of just forgetting those painful experiences because it's you know it triggers the pain pathways when you remember those things it, it's 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 not pleasant it's painful and you know the brain tries to protect you in that way i remember there was this um counseling center here that i um interned with at my last year of university when i was doing my bachelor's degree and there was this lady who came in so when i what i was responsible for there was just doing the intake interviews and then either assigning them to the psychologist or the psychiatrist on site it was a very small counseling center and there was a lady who came in who husband had passed but she could not remember it. And he had just passed that morning and she could not remember it at all. 
And she came in, she's like, oh, she's like, I got, I have to go home to make my husband some, some dinner. I have to go home. I have to leave. I have to go home. She couldn't remember it. And I think in that moment, it hit me the way the brain tries to protect us from pain, especially mm -hmm. when that pain is, is really hard, difficult pain to deal with. There are things that we go through that we don't remember because the brain is like, if you remember this, it will probably break you. So there's ways that you respond to trauma and there's way that, ways that your body creates its defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And I think back to what um, Kit was saying. I've been through therapy, years and years of therapy, on and off. So I, mm -hmm. the journaling thing you suggested, they will even suggest it to you in therapy. I've had many therapists suggest journaling. Like I oh. told you guys last time, I've journaled throughout my life since I could remember. I've journaled. Mm. I've always mm. had a journal of some sort. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten more intentional about it. I have post-traumatic stress syndrome. So I went through many years of not even knowing that I used to have night terrors. Because when I became an adult, it used to happen when I was younger. But when I became an adult, I didn't know that um, I, I was still having them. And you know, you get older and, you know, you have sleepovers and things. Then it came to the light and I was just like, whoa, I didn't even realize I still had this. So it's very hard to share a room with me. It was, well, at the moment it's under control. But it's very hard to share a room with me. And the thing is, I'd never remember that I've had those terrors in the night. Like, you know, it's, I'm in a dreamlike state. You could be talking to me and I don't know, my heart is racing. So it takes time for you to sort of, and get me to calm down then I can go back to bed it's something I've had for years and I'm 25 and I didn't know so it was just before I turned no I think when I turned 25 is when I had to go back to therapy to address this again and this was all because I wouldn't have never known my boyfriend at the time wasn't here with me to call it to light and say oh you get these bad terrors like I can't breathe I'm gasping for air. And so I thought it was something that was under control. So I had to go back to therapy. I carried it. I'm 25. I sleep every night. Okay. And I, I completely don't know I had that. I was first diagnosed when I was about 16. But, you know, mm -hmm. it comes and goes. So at that time, I used to share with my sister. So obviously, I'll get these nightmares, went to therapy for that. And I thought... Mm, it was just a bad dream. It's gone. Who knows that from that 16 to 25, I'm still carrying these night terrors and I don't know. So sometimes you could be carrying things. It could even be there in broad daylight. And I'm like, I didn't know I'd do that. Therapy and a lot of journaling and trying to work through the things that come up for me. Mm. I'm going to dive in straight. I've said this big thing. I have to at least give some background to it. When I was about six, we had heavy armed robbery in my house. We were held at gunpoint. I think since then nighttime, I just can't. I really just, the smallest bang, the smallest noise. I go into a trigger state. Like I, I'm like, you know, that fear, that terror just completely takes over. Another thing, like even when I'm working at the restaurant sometimes and the chef bangs a knife, that bang, instant trigger state. I can't oh. breathe. I kind of almost lose vision. I'm in a full-blown fear trigger state. It's almost as if 
I'm back in the home, in the bedroom, when they were breaking into the house, you know. That's something I've carried my whole life. And I didn't even realize how big of a deal it was. I mean, I went to therapy for it. Like I said, mm -hmm. when I was 16, I went back to therapy. And I still, it, it's almost as if in my head, it hadn't registered that I have a problem that's affecting me. I could go for a drink. One time I was at the bar with my friend and somebody popped, you know, when they pop a champagne, or, I jumped out my yeah. chair and she was just sitting there. I jumped out my chair and like, so I had to take a minute to collect myself and sit down. And this was some, even at that time, it hadn't registered that mm. I'm still carrying the PTSD from, I had known it was there. I've been um, to therapy for it, but still hadn't in my head. It had never registered till very mm. recent. Now it's registered. Now I've really done the work for it. They, they have mm -hmm. this technique they use in therapy called reliving. It's complete mm. agony. Because you'll be shocked. I, this is what I used to tell the therapist. I am so shocked that I'm still having these reactions. I can recollect every single detail from that night. That's how stamp wow. it is in my head. And it's something like I'm saying, I've carried for 25 years. I've been to help for it, been um, to get help for it on and off. But it still never really registered that, oh, my God. You know, like, oh, my gosh. Wow. This is yeah. still affecting me. And it's still... So it took that reliving and even through that, you have to journal that thing so many times to get to a point where you don't have as a strong reaction, physical reaction. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say now when it comes up, I've dealt with it so much better. So now when I hear loud bang, I have ways to recollect and say, okay, I look at my tattoos. I look at my tattoos. I look at my hands. I'm like, I'm not six years old. This has grown me. This is mm -hmm. not the same era. Mm -hmm. I'm in this room collect yourself you know and it's something I have to constantly do but since I've, I've gotten help for it it doesn't affect me as much my whole point of all of this is to say sometimes you're still carrying it or maybe it's, it's been brought to your mind you know like yeah, yeah but it still hasn't registered for some reason we're talking about it but my brain hasn't computed that this is happening you know it hasn't mm. deciphered yeah. the process everything is just still in shambles so it takes time to deal with certain things as well. And you can carry it for yeah. years. You think mm -hmm. you've dealt with it. Some new trigger happens. Some new bang. I'm like, yay. What do I do? Mm. You know, it's an ongoing yeah. process. That's the subconscious mind, right? It's in your subconscious yeah. mind there. And it's resting there. And it's like when there's a trigger, it's almost like a button that's been pushed. And also yeah. a book that's going, that's become viral. I think it's called The Body Keeps Score when it comes to trauma and things. So you think that you forgot yeah. it's somewhere in your subconscious mind and your whole body reacts to, to, to triggers yeah. and things. Your so, body, your body remembers. And a lot of people think the mind is just the brain. Like the mind is, if you, if you ask somebody to point to their mind, they're going to point right there. Mm. No, all of your body is your mind. It's all of it works together. Your nervous system, all of it. And, um, the body remembers so even though you may not be in that particular situation your mm. body is remembering that situation and responding to it as if you were there and it's kind of like it's like it's like a programming right like a like a computer a computer is programmed to run a particular way or respond a particular way like our phones are very smart now smartphones 
And they're, they're, the more that we use them, we kind of train them into how fast we type or how our voice sounds. We train it to pick up on certain cues from us. And it's the same way, like our body picks up on certain cues in our environment. So if something happened that was a strong enough event to create a core memory for us, the body is shaping itself and the brain and the mind and your nervous system is all shaping itself so that you can function. One, if something like that were to happen again, and two, just in case something even may look like what happened. It doesn't even have to be what happened. It could it look like what look happened. Like it. Mm. And the body is like, okay, yeah, no, we gotta, this is this was dangerous for us before. This is gonna be dangerous for us again. So let me prepare you. Fight, flight. What is it? Fight, flight, fight on. Or fight or flight or freeze. There's fight, flight, fight, freeze. Yes, yeah, fight, flight, freeze or fawn. So yeah. base, that's what the body is doing. It's like, either you could fight, you're going to run, you're going to be paralyzed. Oh, what is, I can't remember what the last one is. Let me look it up. Just to even highlight how smart the body is. The reason why I was bringing up the night terrors. When the incident happened, I was asleep in bed. Nighttime, asleep in bed. I don't do sleepovers. Once in a while I do. But even the slightest movement at night, the slightest bang, I almost don't know. I don't even remember it happens to me. Unless someone is there to tell me this happened, I would never know. So the uh, so the fight is like I think we know what flight and fight and freeze yeah. is, but the fawn is you become a people pleaser. You lack mm -hmm. identity, you don't have boundaries, and you become codependent. Wow. So it's those four different things, but something you talked about kind of leads into our what we're going to talk about now in terms of childhood and how childhood development um, really affects who we are later in life and how those are formative years how they mm -hmm. shape us what happens during those years really leave an imprint on us into our adulthood use my situation as an example it happened when I was six I'm 25 it stayed with me the whole time brains when we're younger they're they're more plastic and impressionable so it's like when you experience yeah. things at a very young age it feels like it's the end of the world it really feels like it's the end of the world and it's like um and and you can't you don't have the 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 experience to deal with those things mentally so sometimes it is as a kid you just store it because there are some kids who are just go into this thinking that it is my fault it's my fault that this yeah. happened but no that's just the brain of a child they just really they don't yeah. know how to connect the dots sometimes and it's like um as a child i think it's important that parents also if they notice that, that their kid has gone through a traumatic incident take your child to therapy talk to them help them understand so that they don't actually put the blame on themselves because i was reading articles especially like things like divorce and how divorce can actually be traumatic for kids and most kids you will not believe actually blame themselves to say that I'm the reason that daddy doesn't come anymore here because I'm not, he doesn't like me and all these things. So talk to these, to the kid, to the child or the children to say that this, this is how you're supposed to sort of take this situation. And it's interesting also when we're talking about the neurological responses, trauma even goes to as deep as food. Sometimes if you have mm -hmm. had food and then you've had like a serious serious reaction to it 
And then it's like you start to have food aversions and stuff like that. I think that should be under the umbrella of trauma. As we're talking about neurons and, and the body, there is some neurons actually in our gut. So it's like it really trauma is it's deep. It goes into so many different um areas of life and it's 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 really how we deal it, deal with it though is very, very important. I think based on what you just said, it's very important to highlight how important therapy is. Mm. Let me tell you, before I went back to therapy again, I had been through therapy so many times that I had never had an effective sort of um, experience from therapy. It hadn't really left an impression. It hadn't really done much. So when I went back to therapy this time, I was very skeptical. I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. And I think a lot of people mm. feel like, why am I going to talk? Like, I, I can understand myself. I go and talk about a traumatic experience. I know it happened. Now what? When I'm telling you, it took about six, seven sessions for me to finally be like, whoa, this is big. This helps sometimes you need to give it time to kind of work you need it to give it time to kind of touch you in those places that you really need and what I didn't realize was like I said I'm grown I didn't realize that six-year-old mindset from that experience where I am right now I know I'm not six I know that's not gonna happen and I was even harboring a lot of um resentment towards the adults around me so I was harboring a lot of resentment and I still and I, I could compute in my head like you know it wasn't their fault it was a traumatic experience for everyone so everybody was fight flighting everywhere mm-hmm. I can put that in my head now but for some reason it still hadn't registered it's something you've been thinking of and you think oh they went there and I'm not holding resentment or they couldn't because it was traumatic everybody was scared you're back to like the six-year-old where it's like really trying to break things down so therapy people talk of therapy a lot and there's some people that just don't think therapy works and think give it some time and go to therapy honestly it helps a lot a lot a lot if there's anything you can take from this video it's therapy is effective people think it's just talking about the experience and yeah you do talk about the experience but therapists can also give you tools to help with those things when the when the come up when you're triggered, the therapist can give you tools to deal with it. So it's more than just talking about it. And you know, therapy and mental health has a big stigma in the black community. And Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something, I think it's something that we're starting to realize is important, especially in the millennial generation and in the Gen Z generation. It's something that millennials and Gen Zs kind of get and are um, making steps to address. But older generations, like mental what? Mental health? I don't know what's that. I don't have to deal with those things. But how do you deal with the triggers? Because the triggers aren't going to stop coming. The triggers are going to happen. How do you deal with those? What what are some things that helps you to deal with the triggers when they come up? And can I say another dangerous thing is when you have a background in psychology. I've done psychology since I was in my GTSE. So I'm like, what is it that they're going to give me that I don't already know? I already Mm. know. Even triggers, funny enough, I know what triggers are. I know how to deal with triggers. I've read on it. It's one thing to read the register part, where it registers your brain. Sometimes you have all the answers, but the connection of the answers, you haven't put it together yet. And you'll be surprised how you've never thought of it in a certain way before, or it has never come up in that way before. And therapy helps you join the dots. Even the therapist themselves need therapy sometimes you just need that extra bit of help 
some yeah. people in countries where therapy is not so access accessible and it might be actually expensive mm -hmm. another thing that you can actually do is maybe get books there's loads of books of how people went through experiences how they they dealt with them or what therapies yeah. actually right and obviously we are all different and um, and how we deal with these things but then just try what and see what works with you reflect and maybe the journaling thing as well or maybe just speak to somebody who's who's um wise who can actually give you some advice i really want to try that journaling because i used to journal a lot when i was younger but now i haven't journaled in years nisha they even have like guided journaling that kind of talks you through what to journal and those can be mm -hmm. very when you come in august we'll get you one yeah, I think I need to get one. I think, yeah, I think I definitely need to get one. I'm going through a moment in my life, period, season, I don't know what to call it, but I'm going through a time in my life where I feel like there were a lot of things that I ignored because of um, wanting to keep the peace that affected me more than I realized it affected me. And I'm talking about in everything, in friendships and uh, romantic relationships in home stuff and I just feel like I'm going through a moment where all of it is kind of like coming back talked about the memories it wasn't even that the memories weren't there I didn't even forget the experiences I just Blocked maybe it. I just wasn't in the right yeah I wasn't in the right space to really emotionally process it and um so now I'm like oh so now it's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna emotionally process these things and it's whether you want to or not so i'm just gonna give you guys more details on the journaling i have three i have a prayer mm -hmm. journal that's between me and god and i have my well-being journal then i have a journal where i kind of just free write whatever comes into my mind and i incorporate gratitude into that one as well like gratitude journaling so there's mm -hmm. different in journal and like with what you've just spoken about what you could do is Whatever comes into mind, you know, sometimes you get the memories pop up. When it comes into mm -hmm. mind, at that point in time, if you can, write it down, write down the experience, write down what your thoughts are, write down what your feelings are towards those people, how they made you feel, what feelings you're harboring towards them. Then mm -hmm. break it right. When you've seen it all in sort of writing, you're like, okay, so now how can I do this? Okay, maybe I need to forgive myself. Maybe this area I really need to focus on forgiving this person. And another thing, and resentment towards people i'm not saying you are what mm -hmm. you can do it all down and be like from their side how can i see it from their point of view okay they were going through a lot as well okay they didn't have the tools as well regardless of all of that doesn't mean what they've done to you or however they've made you feel is okay it's still not okay that acceptance of okay this is what they were going through and this is what they made me feel however it's still not okay that way as well you give yourself um some love back and you um what's the word you bring your feelings to light because sometimes when people trigger you or do certain things to you it's easy to say okay i'm gonna forgive them and da, 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 and kind of just ignore yourself and betray yourself and not yeah. address but i'm still hurt and what they did was still not okay Although i understand where you're coming from it was still not okay for me i can say you you were you didn't know what you were doing blah 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 it was still mm -hmm. and I can still address that and then you move on from it it makes it easier to put your mind at ease and close that chapter but yeah. sometimes it also stems from a place of self-betrayal 
where you didn't feel like you sticked up for yourself? Yeah, so the power of imagination also helps in revisiting these situations. I think there was a celebrity mm-hmm. saying things like, um, her dad was not, um, what is it called? It was, she wasn't, the dad was not in her life. And the dad then passed away. And then the therapist mm-hmm. asked her to go back and imagine that she's with the dad. And then actually say out all her frustrations and all, all of her thoughts and feelings as if the dad is sitting right opposite her. And she said that was the most liberating experience. So sometimes it's like you feel like maybe some words are unsaid. Go back there in yeah. your mind and words. Go back there. And I think it does give mm-hmm. you a degree of peace, if I can say. Yeah, or write a letter to them. Don't send mm-hmm. it. Then I light it on, on, I light it up with a lighter and I watch it burn, baby. And I'm like, burn, <laughs> go away. <laughs> I, that might, that's actually a good idea. It's, it's a way of saying this is my outlet. I've written the letter to you and I burn it and I watch it burn. And I'm like, this, all the pain that I was carrying from this is burning with this letter now. It's going away or put it in the trash and bin it. <laughs> I don't need this pain sentiments. Go away. I think one of the ways I deal with things that come up, one of the ways I have been dealing with things that come up, like just talking to people, like talking to people that I can trust, um, confiding in people that I consider to be safe, who I know will, will create a space where they can hold my stories and hold my pain, and also who are wise enough to help me walk through it, because because we talked a little bit about the talk therapy and how people think it's just talking, talking, talking. I don't, I don't want to just talk, talk, talk. There are moments where um, I do need to just get it off of my chest, but I, I really confide in people who would allow me to get things off of my chest, but also create a space where they can kind of talk me down off of a cliff, so to speak, right? And help me to make better decisions moving forward with, with whatever it is that I'm going through. But that journaling, I want to do that letter writing I think I'm gonna try that too so what you just said is basically talking to people who can pour back into you pour back some wisdom and sometimes it's good because people can see it from a different point of view maybe you think yes even sometimes you think I'm so right but someone can actually take a step back and be like ask you certain questions and you'd be like whoa okay maybe I didn't think of it that way maybe I'm wrong there are things that like we all interpret things through our own filters our life experiences, our backgrounds, and our pain. All of these things, you know, create filters where we see life through a certain way. So getting someone else's opinion, like, hey, this is this is this thing happened and this really bothered me. And I just need your feedback. What do you think? How do you how did you how did you think it was me? How do you think I responded? Um, yeah. So getting people's feedback is has been has been useful for me. But what are some other things that you guys think helped you um, with the trauma that you experienced? I think connect your soul. And that sounds like such an out there thing. When you experience Mm. trauma and things, or when you, it also can lead you through a state of depression. And what comes with that is you're not in your body. Well, that's how it feels. It feels like you're just doing life. So taking the time to connect. If it is crying that you need to do, sit down, mm. feel the pain. Don't push it away. So there's therapy, there's journaling, and there's acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Okay, my heart is broken. 
accept, acknowledge that your heart is broken. And please cry if you need to. Just be crying and be crying. In a few weeks, you have cried, you're cried, and you've moved on. So if it's crying that you need to, you need to give yourself that space to feel pain. That's what I can yeah. say. And we push down pain and we spiral and we go down drains that were not meant because it will lead you to, you know, doing things out of character that you're like, really and truly, if I had just sat down and accepted, I would not have gone down, down that route. Cry it mm. out. Just accept. Do that so work. Mm. Connect yourself. Sit down and connect. Cry it out. Scream. Shout. But accept that pain and yeah do that connection with yourself we want people to hold space for our pain but we also have to hold space for our own hands painful process hey i went through it so i went through that one it was not nice you really have to sit with your pain and accept it and if that means you're crying then please cry scream it whatever it is but feel it and i think i pushed my pain to the side I did everything else but deal with it. And when mm -hmm. it's fine to dealing with it, oh, please, you need to get to the place where you do that work. Mm. But it works differently for everyone. Sometimes you need the suffering to push you to the place of addressing things. Mm. If you're good enough, sometimes, you know, you haven't hit the breaking point where you're like, okay, I need to sit down and do the work. But the earlier you do the work, the better. It would be so powerful if we had modules trauma from primary school you know because yeah. i think trauma is part of the human experience as long as you live on earth you're going to experience some trauma in some shape form or capacity each kids about these things the the better i feel because kids know a lot more than you know we think we say oh maybe that's too much of a heavy topic for them to understand but then imagine if kids are actually taught about trauma, what it looks like, the signs of trauma, who to tell, where to signpost them. The thing with the UK is though, they have so many good things in place. I can't take blame for when I went to school in Ghana. I grew up in Ghana, so when I went to school in Ghana, definitely, definitely not. But I think in the UK, there's definitely a lot of resources for that. You can, even in school, they have counselors like on site and things like that. And it's even getting to the place of realizing you need help. So therapy helps, journaling helps, getting to the place of acceptance helps. And I think Kit was also saying self-help books, read a self-help book. Sometimes you, some people just don't like talking to people about things. Emotions can be very heavy to put in words. So that's a good way, a good way to let that out is journaling or pick up a self-help. These are all things that can help you deal with certain things. There's counsellors in school. Use your counsellors in school. Use it. It's free. When you're older, you will be paying for therapy. So use it. And I see like a lot of a lot of schools now are trying to introduce social emotional learning into their curriculum. Not, not necessarily the public schools, but a lot of private like primary schools and elementary schools here are in, um, integrating that into their curriculum. Because I think if you talk to anyone in the Bahamas, they would say the Bahamas is a, like a traumatized culture. African culture is also very traumatized, don't you? It's a traumatized culture. And um, you have young people in this, I live in Nassau in the Bahamas, right? So you have young people in Nassau who have witnessed their parents or their dad shot in front of them, have witnessed their mom being abused. And that's not a one-off situation. Like that is, 
that's that's common. It it happens. Um, so you have like these kids are going through some difficult things, and they need someone who was able to say, "Come, let me help you. Let me show you how to process the the things that you're feeling." Because they're not getting it in the home, so they have to get it from somewhere. And school is a good place for that to start. Like they grow up in hard. Like I have stories. Okay, these kids grow up in really really difficult um, circumstances. I have a last point to add as well. Whatever, sometimes it's very easy to judge people when they're going down a certain road and things. Mm. But I feel like one thing to always remember, if you've been through a lot of trauma and things, forgive yourself for the things you did when you were trying to survive. Mm. Yeah. But you know why. If it's an area where you felt you feel like any form of like you feel regret, you feel bad Forgive yourself for the times when you were trying to survive. And I think it's mm-hmm. very to always talk about certain people's um, habits or things that they do. But it's like, if you lived one day in their shoe, you would just be navigating rough, rough, left and right, everywhere, helter-skelter, you know? Yeah. Deep confusion. So you do not know, you haven't walked a day in someone's shoes. So, you know, forgive yourself for the things that you did. Don't carry that regret with you. You are trying to survive. And the people around you as well, they need to extend a lot of grace. Because sometimes me, I just look at the cross that some people are carrying. I'm like, hey, my my back cannot carry that heavy load. You know, you have to extend a lot of grace to, to people. And people like to say, if this was me, I would do this differently. Was it you? It's not it you. wasn't you. You don't know. That one is triggering for me because I'm like, what do you mean if it was me? It's not you. So now, go and drink your own juice. It's getting, it's getting, you know, cold. Or go and eat your own food. Don't go and be putting your hand in other people's things. I know that's a very weird analogy, but yes, it's not your business. You mentioned self-help books. <laughs> You mentioned self-help books, Barbara. What kind of books has helped you both? Name one book. The one book you think has been very instrumental for you as you've navigated your own trauma. I think for me, I've always known I'm big on spirituality. So having to take that seriously now, after I've done a lot of work in PTSD and things, I'm like, I don't want my trauma to be my identity. That's who I am. No, I feel like I am so much more. So I had to seek a a higher meaning for myself that resonates with me more than my trauma or more than things I've been through or the things I've had to survive. I am so much more than that. (laughs) Taking my spirituality seriously because that's an area where I feel like that's where I am. That's who I am. But have you heard of Eckhart Tolle? Mm -hmm. He writes the spiritual books. Basically, any book he's written, that's, that's my book. I would say I started off with New Earth and I'm at the moment I'm on Stillness Speak and I've mm. read in and out some of his other books. But yeah, I think those are the books that really help me ground myself, my spirit, because it helps me know that, you know, there's always going to be noise outside. There's always going to be your trauma. There's always going to be your experiences, the things you've been through. But to the core, who am I? That's what his books sort of do for me. It's not for everybody, but it's definitely my, my, my cup of tea. So I watch a lot of YouTube videos, um, but I was going through my my uh, library uh, in Audible, you know, the app for books. I was trying mm-hmm. to see if a book about trauma, and I did, actually. It's called Trauma and Memory, and I think it offers a bunch of case studies. 
So um, I'll link it. We'll link it in the description box. But yeah. there's another video as well that I watched about um, childhood trauma and how it affects the brain. It was it's quite a long video on YouTube, but then it's actually very interesting. So we'll also link it down in the description box. One book I'm reading now is called Mended Thoughts on Fair Love and Leaps of Faith. And it's by Anna White. And she just talks about her own experiences with trauma. She, just, she doesn't use the word trauma, but the experiences that she went through has been very traumatic for her. And kind of how she navigates coming out of dark spaces. So that's been the book that I'm reading now. And it's kind of like sitting across on a, like at a table, drinking a cup of tea or coffee and hearing a friend share about their own experiences and how they were able to come out. So any last thoughts? Yes, so if you, because um, sometimes trauma can be very, 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 very traumatic. And if you mm. have like uh, suicide thoughts, please speak to someone. Please, 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 please speak to someone. There is a helpline, actually. There's the Samaritans that you can call. There's other helplines, well, in the UK, I don't know about the Bahamas, that you can call. And that's something we can put in the description box as well. If you feel like you're in a place where it's really dark, it's very difficult to seek help, but if you can get yourself get yourself to the place where you seek help, get help. Just bad memories affecting you. Still, your GP can help, and um, yeah, you can also sign yourself up for free therapy with a organization called Health in Mind. So you can sign up with that as well. And I think it's also very important to remember that you go through things in life, you experience things in life, whatever traumatic experience it is, you remember, you always have to remember that you are not your experiences and the things that you've been through. You are so much more than that. So remember that to your core, there's so much more than your trauma. And yeah, it's part of who you are, but it's not who you are. And prayer, prayer as well. I know some people are like, it's toxic to always talk about prayer when it comes to traumatic things, but it, it helps. It's helped some people and, and God has a way, God sees everything, I feel. And yeah. it, it's one of those things where he knows you better than you know yourself. So sometimes even how to deal with things, he can actually show you how to deal with things. I have an end of um, episode activity for you guys, if you want to do it. Or say a song that has helped you come from just you don't have to we're not going to play it just mention a song that has helped pulled you from a dark place any sort of gospel song that uplifts there's a song that i am um, i have gospel. to look i don't even remember the name of the song a gospel song that uplifts you oh yes. but there's a song um by chandler moore called he understands good and yeah that's one of the songs that is that's been helpful yeah, so that's another big thing. If you feel like you, it's always good to find like it's like a support box or like a comfort box of where you go and find all the things that you need when you're triggered. Could be music. Yeah. That's the last tip. See you in our next episode. Subscribe, follow, share. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Life in Motion podcast. I hope this episode was very helpful for you. And again, if you are in any sort of distress, please use one of the helplines or one of the websites that we left listed below in our description. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok. And of course, on all podcast platforms. Bye.